0: The last thing we were discussing was Rebili Azeb ben Yaakov said that if a person is inviting his friend over and he vowed that if you don't come and eat by me then any, then you're not going to be able to enjoy anything from my assets and Rebili Azeb and Yaakov said this was just a motivational vow It's it doesn't count and we asked the question do Hakamim argue on Rebili Azeb and Yaakov or not or do they agree with him and let's say they do argue on him is the like him or not and with that we're going to start Kavgi Mudbet last line towards the end of the line which says Tashema. so we're going to try to answer the question from the following Mishnah actually if someone tells his friend I'm vowing in a korban that I'm not going to enjoy anything from you if you don't take from me as a gift this core of wheat and these two barrels of wine. I'm trying to give you a gift, and you're trying to tell me no. You're embarrassing me. If you don't take this, I'm not going to enjoy anything from you. In a case like this, you could annul that vow even without a rabbi. Because his friend could tell him, The only reason you said this was for my kavod, his friend could say, look, that wasn't a real vow. The only reason you're trying to push me to take this is you're doing this for my honor, that people could see that I'm important to, to you or you're important to me, that uh, you want to give me a gift and that I'm taking it from you. Well, his friend could tell me it's more honorable for me that people are seeing you trying to give me a gift and me not taking it, or it's more of an honor for everyone to see that I hate taking gifts. So in this type of case, you don't need a rabbi to annul this vow. Now, now the reason you, uh, you don't need a rabbi to annul the vow, because his friend told me this is only for my kavod, my honor, he never mentioned that, it's a vow, money, who's this like? If you want to tell me it's Yaakov, who said that a person who is vowing to get his friend to eat by him, it's just a motivational vow, it's not really a vow. Then why is it, if he does not say the whole uh, it's for my honor thing, why is it a vow? It's It's just a motivational vow and you don't need to tell him anything. You don't have to say my honor, your honor, you don't have to go through all that. Ela rather you have to say ale, that the rabbis argue on him and our Mishnah is like Rabbanan. The Messiah says, no, le'olam, you could always say that Hakimim are not arguing on him. And this Mishnah is Rebila Yaakov. Here, Ayoum, Yaakov, ben Yaakov agrees in this type of situation, that it's a that it's a real vow and it's not a motivational vow. There's a difference from our Mishnah to this situation over here. Our Mishnah, he's trying to bring him over here, just to eat something by me and the person's telling him no. And then, okay, then he's exaggerating, being sarcastic. Don't enjoy anything from me. Okay, that's a, that's just not a neither. That's a, being motivational. But over here... Where you're enjoying from him and he doesn't want to have any benefit from you, the he's telling him, I'm not a dog where I'm having benefit from you and you're not gonna take any benefit from me. That's embarrassing towards me. And a person could be serious with this type of vow. I want this to be a back and forth. I want this to be fair. So yeah, maybe when he said that if you don't take uh, this gift from me, I'm going, uh, that I'm not going to enjoy anything from you. Maybe he was being serious and maybe the vow stands and it's totally different than the motivational vow in our Mishnah. So now the Gemara wants to bring a different proof. Tashima. Let's look in that Mishnah itself. I am vowing that you cannot have any benefit from me if you don't give my son a core measurement of wheat and two barrels of wine Rabbi Meir says the one part, party is not allowed to have any benefit from the other until his friend gives the guy's son uh, uh, the core of wheat and the two barrels of wine and only then we could annul that vow and Hachamim Omrim even in the separate case, we could annul this vow even without a rabbi. because the madrik could tell his friend, "Hareni it kabalti. The person making the vow could say, I, if "Right now I come down. It's as if I already received it, and uh, now I don't need it." And the run explains that we're talking about a situation where the son is eating from the father. So therefore, if the father didn't receive, it's as if he's losing because he has to feed his son. But when the other guy feeds his son, then, uh, then, then he got what he wanted. If now all of a sudden he doesn't need the guy to feed his son, then uh, he could uh, annul that vow on his own. Now, Tamad Amar Harani That's only if he actually said, I feel like I already got what I needed and I don't need you anymore. Halavach, if he didn't say that, neder. Say we're going to call it a vow. And money, who's that like? I rebili ben Yaakov. If it's like rebili aize ben Yaakov, then why is there a vow? We're just going to call it motivational vows. rather you have to say it's rabbanan. It's rabbanan and it argues on rebili aize ben Yaakov. But the Gemara pushes back. Lo, no, you can't bring a proof of Mir Le'Olam. Rebili Aizer ben You could always say that our Mishnah corner, a Kornerbili Aizer ben Yaakov and Hachamim do not argue. Umodere moder Aizer beHai the nidra have and Rebili Aizer ben Yaakov agrees over here in this case. This is a real vow and it's not one of those motivational things because over here one party could say to the other look I'm not a king over here that I could give you and give you and give you and you not give me anything back like the Rosh explains he, he's asking for a Korchitin two barrels of wine that's a lot of money could be he gave the other person a lot of uh, money or a lot of assets a lot of things so he's expecting that back and maybe that's a real vow even according to the and Yaakov now, Let's bring a proof from a Mishnah coming up. It says, Nidre onasin. Forced vows. What are we talking about? If someone's friend is vowing to him, you have to eat by me. If you don't eat by me, then everything is a sur to you. When he got sick, or one of the children got sick, or or the river is not letting him cross. And uh, it's not fair, it was, it was one big mistake, it was by force. Okay, in that type of case, it's not a vow. If it's not like that, then it's a real vow, and it's not one of those motivational things. Money. Who's If it's like, then why is it without that whole force or that uh, out-of-control situation? Why only over there? At the end of the account, Rabbi Elazar It's a motivational thing that I want him to eat by me, and the guy is coming, and he couldn't. But at the end of the day, you could just say it was one motivational thing, and it doesn't count anyways. Right? Ela la, have to say it's Rabanan and Rabanan and Ufli Gan. They argue on Rabbi Elazar ben Yaakov. Rav answers back, You could always say our Mishnahs that Rabbi and Hachamim do not argue. Do you think the case over here is where the host is vowing against the guest? He's telling him if you don't come over, uh, you're not going to have any benefit? No, that's not the case. Over here is that the guest is. Is the one making the vow on the host. The Amar Leh, a well, person told his friend, Mazminat Are you going to invite me to your Sauda? And Amar then his friend told him, Yeah, I'm going to invite you over. And the guest said, Neder Are you vowing this? Meaning, are you going to say that everything you own is a sure to me if you don't invite me to this uh, Sauda? And the other person, Vinadar, and the host, uh, he vowed it. V'halahu, and now, all of a sudden, the guest, he's the one who got sick, or, or someone in his family got sick, his son, and he has to babysit him, he has to take him to the doctor, or the river is in between, and he can't pass it. So all these things are nedarim that are done by force, and the neder is not a neder. So we can still say it's Rebid Rehaz Yaakov, and Rabbanan, don't argue. So now the command is going to bring another breitat as a proof, Tashimah. We learned that Yater Al-Kan Amar Rabi'la ibn said one more thing on top of our Mishnah. If a person says to his friend, uh, I vow that I'm not going to have any benefit from you, if you don't come and, and do Shabbat by me, don't, you're not going to come be a guest by my house. You have to eat by me hot bread. And I want you to drink uh, hot uh, water by me. The other person didn't want to come over and you could say a person said hey I'm not a dog that uh, I, I benefit from you and you not benefit from me that whole sugya, we don't say that rather these are motivations, vows and it's not a vow did not agree with so now wait a second what does that mean when hachamim didn't agree to him doesn't it mean even in the first part of that Mishnah which is the Dean of our Mishnah where a person vows on his friend that if you don't eat by me, everything is asur. And we said these are just motivational things, and Hachamim argue on that too. And you will see from here that Rabbanan argue on him altogether, and you could, uh, that's it. And that, that's the answer to our question the entire time. And the Gemara asks, ala? what's the bottom line? Ta'shema'da halakha halakha and the, the, the Rishonim go back and forth over here. Is it only on the, the, the second thing, or is it also going on the first part? And uh, the run brings down the said that the halakha is like and all these are motivational vows, and they're not; they don't stand. But when there's, uh, there's a reason to say that love uh, Malkana or love Kalbana, I'm not a king, I'm not a dog. In those type of cases, the, the, we should be Mahmir. Next, Mishnah. Nidre Havai, exaggeration vows. Uh, what are we talking about? Amar, if a person said Konam, if a person saying these fruits are like a korban to me, Imlora iti badera these fruits are asur sort to of me like a korban if I didn't see on the way here. So many people like the people who walked out of Mitzrayim. Or he said, these fruits are asur sort to of me, and as a korban, if I, if he's telling, if, uh, these fruits are asur sort to of me if I didn't see a snake the size of the beam by the olive press. Meaning, even though he didn't see these type of things, it's uh, all one big exaggeration, and it's not really, uh, it's not really a vow. Now, very interesting. The Ran says over here we're talking about two different types of nidre havai, two different types of exaggeration. The one with uh, oleh Mitzraim, what he's trying to say is even though people talk in exaggeration or they or people are sarcastic, and according to this exaggeration or the way people talk, when you see a lot of people, you say it's Mitzraim. And could be the vow is actually a good vow according to what people say. We're saying, no, it's just exaggeration. It's not a vow. That's number one. Number two is when he's saying he saw the, the huge snake the size of the beam by the olive press. There we understand he's just not saying anything because that's something that totally doesn't make sense. And that is totally mutar. So it's not just what the, he was honest, uh, when pe- the way people talk. But even if he's totally honest, in both cases... It's, uh, it's not a vow. That's the way that ran brings it down. The Rosh actually says that these two examples are really one halakha. And the idea is that whenever someone sees something huge or something big or, or, or a lot of something, he just exaggerates all the way. And we're just coming to say the Mishnah that it's nothing. The Gemara starts, mutarin, asurin. If someone made a vow, that is exaggeration. That is mutar. You don't have to worry about that. You don't even need a But if it's a swear, that is already asur. So the Gemara asks, Hehidah me she What is exactly an exaggeration swear? If he's swearing that he didn't see uh, so many people like uh, like uh, the people coming out of Egypt, he didn't say anything. Meaning that language is saying, I'm swearing I didn't see. So then what are you swearing about? So you know, we're saying that he swore that he did see uh, this many people. That if that's the case, why do you have to say that these swears are asur? Obviously they're asur. He's swearing that he saw this, and if he really saw it, he's a, it's asur. The odd... Didn't we say that this swear has to be like the breitah? And in the breitah, the, the vow, the neder wasn't on what he said, it's rather he's oser the fruits on him. So same thing, we're talking about a situation where he swore that these fruits, these fruits are going to be asur to him if so-and-so happened. He explains what's Shavuot HaVai. He's saying that all the fruits in the world are going to be asur to me in a swear. If I didn't see on the way here uh, so many people like uh, the, like the people came out of Egypt. And in that case, yes, that, uh, that Shavuot Abai is Asur, and now he would be Asur, uh, the fruits of the world. Even though if it was the same type of case by uh, by vows, it would actually be Mutar. Now, everything I explained here in the Gemara is according to the Girsa, according to the text of the reef, the Rosh, but the Ran has a different uh, girsa. He uh, he starts out Tanan Dreh Mutarin and Shavuot by Mutarin also. That both are Mutarin. We said that Shavuot by is a sur. He's saying Shavuot by Mutarin. And because of that, the entire back and forth of Gemara is totally different. Very Kedai to look at uh, the Ran. And it would be a big nafkami Min Al-Halacha if we go according to his text. Now, Amar Le-Rabina le why Ravina why are we oser all the fruits of the world on him? Maybe Vidil maybe this person, Maybe he saw an ant hole and he saw so many ants. and he said that all these ants are like mitzvah, the six hundred thousand ants. Maybe what he's swearing actually makes sense. Maybe he's being truthful. And, it, it may be, and maybe and maybe he should not be as swore in all the fruits of the world. So Amal explained to him, because when someone swears, he swears based on what we're thinking, not based on what he's thinking. And when we're hearing him swear, we're not thinking of ants, we're thinking of actual people. And therefore, his swear is not a real swear, it's, a, uh, it's an exaggeration swear. And that's why everything is a sword to him. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.